All right, let's turn our Bibles to where do we want to go? Let's go to, no, we don't want to go there. Let's go to Hebrews 6.12. Hebrews 6.12, we're talking about faith. Somebody say faith. Faith is a spiritual substance. It is not a revelation. It is not a remembrance or a memorization of scriptures. It is a substance that comes from hearing the voice that is in the scripture. Jesus was the Logos. He was the word made flesh. But when he spoke, his words brought faith. So in the Logos, there is a word. And when you hear that word, faith is born. Thus, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But don't make it complicated. Faith is a spiritual substance. It can be measured. It can be seen. It can be heard. Jesus, and it can be measured in that some have little faith. Some have great faith. Some lose their faith. So it can be lost. It can be protected. It can grow or it can die. Jesus said, when I come, will I find faith upon the earth? Faith is the only connector to the kingdom of God and mankind. You say, oh, no, love is. No, love is what provides the grace that we mix faith with to connect with heaven. Whether man uses faith to connect with heaven or not, grace and love stand eternal. And we can hear the gospel, people can understand the cross, but if they never mix their faith with it, they're never connected or they never enter into the kingdom of God. Amen? Uh, Hebrews 6.12 says this to you. There you Thank you. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience. Somebody say, I can miss the will and the purpose of God. By being bone lazy. In other words, every promise of God can be obtained through faith and patience. We inherit what has been promised. So we understand that faith, the substance of faith, brings to pass the hope that a promise gives. Therefore, Faith is the creative factor that causes invisible promises to become tangible evidences. Everybody understand that? Now, faith can do that. Hope alone cannot. The promise will give you hope, but with that hope, it is accompanied by the partner of faith. God never causes you to hope in something that you don't have faith to apprehend. Never, ever doubt your faith. It worked for you at salvation, and it'll work for you forever if you'll use it. Now, if you want to be, Hebrews 6.12, lazy or slothful, you can miss everything God's got for you. You can miss eternal life because of lazy faith. 
because of slothfulness, you can get burdened down with hurts, offenses, unforgiveness, all kinds of stuff because you're just lazy. Those things are like dust balls under a bed. They're going to live there if you don't clean them up. But faith can keep you by the power of God from the plans of the devil. But you have to use it. Come on, could it get an amen? You have to use it. All right. So if God gives us a promise, now just please bear with me. I know you're all, you're, I know you're 100 miles ahead of me because we all know this stuff. Right. But I don't want us to know it. I want us to live it. I want us to stay sanctified. I want us to stay holy. That with that holy state, we shall see the Lord. Now listen, faith has been given unto us to protect us from the fiery darts of the wicked. But if you throw it on the ground and let the devil keep taking shots at you that affect your emotion, your mind, and your thoughts, and your reactions to things and to people, then what's going to happen is this. You are going to begin to rot from the inside out. You have to use your faith. I don't know about you, but if you've been saved two days, you understand that in the body of Christ, it's dangerous. It's just like being in among your families at a family reunion. It's dangerous. And if you think that walking among Christians is going to be a utopia, number one, it's impossible because you're there. And, and I do not say that mean, and I don't say it facetiously. I'm telling you the truth. You are as imperfect as I am. And my faults don't justify your imperfections. You're right. Now listen, when we come into the body of Christ, nobody in this place is perfect. And nobody in this place is so Christ-like that they don't need the ability to be kept by the power of God from the power of sin, no matter how deceitful and sneaky it is. And then we as Christians have to have faith to forgive people for everything, listen please, that they're guaranteed to do to you. Did you hear me? A brother is made for adversity. Well, that doesn't, it means just that. They're going to be in your face and on your feet and in your business, and they're going to be leaving piles when they leave. Now, if you think that you're the only perfect person, the only wronged person, no, the person that you have an odd against, you are their problem. Listen, I'm talking to you as real as I can because there is coming a move of God. The Bible says everything can be shaken is going to be shaken. And if we don't start grasping love because it is the only key to a successful faith life. And you cannot love people without using your faith. 
How many times should my brother sin against me? Seven times 70. Oh my God, increase my faith. Why? Because faith works out of a revelation of God's love for you. And once you discover how much love has been required to keep you the way you are to be acceptable to God, doesn't matter what anybody does to you. <laughs> you are grateful that God was merciful to you because you needed more mercy than they did. Well, I wasn't a bad sinner. I was a good sinner. Good sinners go to hell. Like, duh. Now, don't ever doubt your faith. Use it. It worked for you once. But you have to work out your own salvation. That means that salvation is a perpetual apprehending of grace from glory to glory. Without faith... You will never stay in the way of God. You will drift away from God. You will become an emotionally infused, offended, discouraged, disappointed Christians. When God called me to the ministry, I said, I'm not pastoring those people. I said, I hate those Christians. I'm just being honest with you. I said, I'll tell you what, if it was up to me, I'd take a ball bat and I'd just send them all to heaven right today. I said, they are the meanest, non-caring, negligent, lazy, do-nothing bunch, critical people I've ever met in my life. And buddy, I used to be a sinner. But then I got saved. And I stayed saved. But I wasn't going to pastor. Absolutely not. No, but you get somebody else dumb enough to do that. Well, pretty soon I decided to be dumb enough to do what God wanted me to do. But I want to tell you something. My frustrations, which I never have frustration, never been frustrated, never been. Don't get, it, it does no good. Well, you said things, don't, don't, don't judge me on the intent and the motive I have. You don't know my heart. You're going to see me an hour and a half a week. Come on, if your internet is up, come on, give me a break. You, you, you don't know half of what you think you know about me. But I've never been frustrated. Now, I've been discouraged, but I've never been frustrated at you or the body of Christ or at my situations. I've been discouraged because of the lack of response to the scriptures from a congregation. That's never discouraged me or disappointed me or frustrated me. And then when we look at people, what we do is this. We try to get them to create a utopia that our faith can be safe. Your faith does not need safety. Your faith needs to be used. And if you cannot walk with people disrupting your utopia, you're going to leave Eden. There, there is no, oh, no, I'm going to make it. No, no. Well, I'm going to here. I'm going there. It doesn't matter where you go. Because it's not a problem where you're going. It's a problem on the inside that faith has not protected you from. Yeah. Absolutely. If I had not had faith, 
I would be bitter against 99% of the people I know. Because none of them have attributed to my utopia. You are not called to be in a utopia. You are called to be a soldier of the cross. You are called that through much tribulation you'll enter into the kingdom of God. And if you fail in those tribulations, you will not make it. I'm not trying to be mean to you, but I would just be a liar if I told you that the kingdom of God in its path is filled with pansies and tulips all the way. It's not. It's filled with heartache, heartbreak. It's filled with human beings saying they are Christ-like and sometimes falling short of it, affecting you. But you cannot fall to their level by being affected by what they do. Hmm? Don't never doubt your faith. Your faith is given to you to keep you in the way of righteousness. If you don't lose it, if you don't use it, you will automatically drift. Automatically drift. Faith has been given unto you not to believe in God, but to be transformed into the image of his son. Christianity is not just I believe in God. The devils believe and tremble. Christianity is a use of faith to be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Come on, please, please. Just, if, if it's not right, say, oh, I, I just don't agree with that. I don't think faith, I think faith is for cars and homes. That's great. Well, you can think that. But the greatest use of faith is that you use it to transform yourself into the image of Christ. And Jesus was an unoffendable individual. He was a forgiving individual. He would heal his enemies. He would do good to those that persecuted him. Those that cursed him and did not believe in him, he still ministered to and cared for. He died on the cross for the same type of people. So faith is necessary to be transformed and to keep that transformation into the image of Christ. Amen? In, in, well, we wasn't going there, but let's go there. Go to 2 Peter 1, 1, and we're going to read from 1 down through 4 very quickly to show you the purpose of faith. There are only two purposes of faith, only two. It's not 10, there's two. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained, somebody say obtained, that means that you have it. You have the same faith, like precious faith, with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Next verse. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things. Somebody say all. That pertain to what? Life. And what? 
through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of his divine nature. Anybody know what God's divine nature is? Life and holiness. Life and holiness. Life does include that he is love. It does include that he is all-powerful. But he is the source of all life. Everything has been created, has been created by him, and by him do they exist. And they were created for his glory. Jesus came and he was the light of all men. All men. God is the light and the life of everything that exists. In him do we live and move and have our being. Now, it says that we are partakers of the divine nature. The divine nature has to do with the life of God. We are partakers of eternal life and we are partakers of godliness. And it says, having escaped the corruption that was in the world through lust. There are two things that every believer is to use their faith for. One is, I think that the priority is, is this, but the Bible doesn't say which was important. It just gives us a lift, life and godliness. The first and foremost thing that faith should ever be used for is for godlikeness. Godlikeness in every situation in the world. That you respond and act like Christ in every situation. And it takes faith. Somebody wrongs you, doubt would say, I'll get even with them. Doubt would say, I'm offended. Doubt would say, why did they do that? Doubt would say, this, this. But faith would say, Father, they forgive, forgive them for they know not what, they're do, what they do. God, their mom and dad were walnut trees. And they're a nut. They can't help it. Now, that's facetiousness. Now, so we have this, but faith is given to us to respond in love to protect ourselves from being disconnected from God through a lack of faith or disobedience. So every time that you're in life and things are going on, faith should be in the forefront of all that you do so that you can protect godliness. Because however you respond, that's whose servant you're going to become. Right? Romans 6, chapter, verse 12 on down through 16. You have to yield yourself. And the only way that you can yield yourself when you are being attacked or you're being hurt or you're being emotionally riled or you, you want to respond and get vengeance and make everything right in your world is that you respond outside of faith. And you respond outside of faith because you have taken the mantle of God the provider. My life source, you have not done 
what should have been done. This just happened to me. Faith doesn't mean you're not going to have battles. Faith means that you can come through them victorious. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. So if lots of things are happening to you, it might be a good road sign. You're okay. But these things happen to us. Now, here's what happens. Since we don't think God can or that God will or that some way justice will not be formed or preformed the way that we think justice should be carried out, we respond emotionally, offendably, disunited, discaring, Really, we are really just given place to the seed of hate and division. And you're going to talk about the people that have offended you. Ought to be a good indication that the tree has went rotten. We have to use our faith. And I'm encouraging you today... Look, this is typical, basic, 101 Christianity. And sometimes people forget 101 is always the beginning place of arriving anyplace else in the kingdom. And so you can get very offended. You, you can get very hurt. You can get discouraged. You can get all those things. Look, at praise God. Hey, look, Christianity is great while I'm laying in bed. It's when I get up that I start having problems. Phyllis is in the kitchen. Oh, I wouldn't talk about my wife like that. Yeah, all right. Well, if you are married, don't tell me that everything is better rosy when you walk out of the house. It's not a better roses. And if it is, you need to unplug that computer and let her become herself. Yes. Everybody has opinions, and Phyllis has so many of them that I can't even begin to tell you why we are still even united and joined together. I'll tell you why. Because her opinions about certain things don't have any place in my emotional range of control in my life. So it doesn't matter what she does, I don't get emotional. I don't let it disrupt me. If a, if a person can disrupt your faith, how deep is it? I mean that. I, I, I really want to ask how somebody could cuss you and you be offended. Well, they were in the church. I've been cussed for years in the church. Wake up. Not everybody talks like you do. Well, I just think, there you go, you're going to criticize them, but you're going to be justified above the cusser. That's a real faith walk. How about realizing that maybe they just aren't where you are, and maybe you should start praying for them till Christ be formed in them? Just a thought. This is not my message, and I shouldn't have went this way, but I'm glad I'm here. So we have to understand that if we don't start using our faith, what's going to happen is this. Iniquity is going to start abounding in our life. It's going to start getting seeds in it.
And pretty soon, we're going to start thinking wrong about everybody. Everybody else is the blame, and everybody's this, and every my utopia. Praise God. The devil, you know, you take on that Flip Wilson personality. The devil made me do that. No, you, the devil didn't make you do anything. You're stronger than the devil. It was you that did it. Now, and so they start sowing all the seeds. Pretty soon, love is so polluted by hurt, by offenses that have not been dealt with, that you can't even love your brother. So then comes the great cloud of witnesses that says, if you can't love your brother whom you have seen, don't tell anybody that the love of God is in you because it's not. Now, now some of you might be about half offended now. That's, that, that's fine. But then I have to go right back to the truth. Why is the truth offending you? Why are you wanting to become emotional with me when I haven't said anything that's not in the Scripture? These are the things that faith has been discarded from. We have become self-opinionated reflections of Jesus and not scriptural reflections. Amen? Why does the world not come to the church for help? Because on surveys, it says this. 100% of people that believe in God said they love Jesus. 90% of them said they hate Christians and the church. Why? Because Christians do not reflect who Jesus really is. And if Jesus looks like most of us, nobody is coming to him for help. I'm telling you, this, it's a, if we're ever going to live, the church is ever going to be the church. If the world is ever going to come to the church or to the cross for help, it is the church that must be light enough to direct their path. And that means that we're going to have to love people and we're going to have to get beyond ourselves, And we're going to have to deal with life by faith. The Bible says we are to live by faith. Amen? Not to be hurt without it. I mean, you ought to read some of the stuff I get. From people that watch and people that listen, man, I, I mean, people jump on me and get in my face in restaurants. Well, that's because you're a Trump supporter. It doesn't have nothing to do with Trump. It got to do with that Jesus. No, no, you, I'm telling you, I have pastors come right up in my face in restaurants. And start yelling at me, telling me, you know, you're a heretic. All you preach is prosperity. All you preach is. I said, I don't preach prosperity, but would you like to buy my lunch? God will bless you. 
Now you think, well, why haven't you knocked them down? Because Phyllis is always there. Listen, on any given day, I could be so offended that I could just walk out. But I'm not going to get over into this emotional realm that oppresses faith. So I start building some type of opinion that this is what I'm justified to do when it doesn't reflect Jesus at all. Why do you think that maybe there's one or two here today? Well, these seats aren't filled with homosexuals. Now, there goes that religious devil. That's that faithlessness stuff. Well, I, I, I don't want them in my church. Why, you came to this church when this church didn't want you as a sinner. <laughs> and you stayed and you got saved. See, that type of stuff right there is lovelessness in the church. Yeah, look, you never hear Jesus throwing anybody out. You hear him rebuking the hypocrites and the religious sect, but you never see him saying, Mary, uh, get behind me. Man, you had seven devils. You was a whore among whores, man. You were chief whore of the whores of Galilee. Get on the back to the back. People might think you're with me. How about the naked man? Buck naked sitting over there, cutting himself. Wonder what type of perversion that guy was into until Jesus came along. Might be like our uncles and aunts that we got in the closet. <laughs> Jesus comes to guys buck naked. Jesus doesn't say, oh my God, cover thyself up. Jesus walks over. Cast a devil out of him. He might have got mooned five or six times during that deliverance. You, you don't know. You think everything is a fairy tale with you. It's not. This is broken, destroyed, laid waste humanity that Jesus has come to save that you and I have inherited a mission for. Now, the question is, are we going to accept the mission of Christ? And if it is, then we're going to have to use our faith to protect ourselves from trivial emotional upheavals. Stop. Let's just stop being children. David, I know you and I have had disagreements over the years, but you know what? I've never come back and said, hey, David, I'm sorry. And David's never come in and said, hey, Pastor, I'm sorry. Nope. Never. Never. The disagreement, what is the big deal? Move on. Amen. They aren't, use your faith. Get beyond it. Don't make somebody try to comply with your weak, vulnerable, emotional Cart, please. Just move on. It's not worth investing your strength in. But if we don't start using our faith to love the world. Now, I'm telling you, I don't agree with, with homosexuality. 
But I don't agree with lying. I don't agree on you cheating on your taxes. I don't agree with you trying to get $5.02 out of a $5 pump that you prepaid for. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I, I don't agree with you giving some lame excuse why you didn't show up when you made a commitment to do it. Look, where do you want to stop? There is no stopping. So let's just realize that it's going to take our faith to help us walk in unity and to reach out to a lost and dying world. And it means that we're going to have to become faith people. And that we're going to have to love the loveless in the church and out of the church. And when they come in here, we're going to have a mindset to condemn them. We're going to have faith that God will change them. Because they are no more bound in any perverted way than your kids and my kids and you and I were before we come to Christ. We needed help. And they need help. Amen. Could I get an amen? amen? And this goes for drug addicts, alcoholics. You know, I guess we could put a sign out there, all alcoholics welcome after you've completed the 12-step program and believe in some superior being. Is, it, is, that, is that what the church is? Is that what Christianity is? Is that what the cross is? No. How are we going to remedy this? We're going to remedy it because we're going to start using our faith to walk in love. That means this. Jesus never found fault in anybody. You and I are going to forbid ourselves to find fault in people. Secondly, Jesus accepted anybody that come to him. Come to me, all ye. All ye. We're going to have to accept whatever comes from people and comes out of the world. Do we agree with their sins? No, I don't agree with your sins. You should never agree with my sins. And we just went through a list. There's a whole lot more that would make us all ashamed. One wrong thought with a motive behind it of any injustice is a sin. So, so let's, let's just, just not be hypocrites. But what I'm telling you is I don't even know why I'm in this. What time? Thank God it's almost up. And uh, <laughs> these are one of them services that you're going to tell them. Burn them CDs, not on the machine with fire. So now, look, we as a church, as Christians, folks, please feel the weight of Jesus' burden for the world. Feel his burden 
for the church, for believers. Peter was a numbskull. He got so taken over by the devil, he rebuked Jesus for going to the cross, for thinking he was going to the cross. Then, in all of his love, he cuts a guy's ear off. And Jesus puts him in the place, feed my sheep. Are you kidding me? I ain't getting around that water trough. That guy have a bad moment. We're liable to be, end up no head. That guy, a loud mouth, crude, violent, rebellious spirit. I know I want to be like John the Revelator, the, the apostle of love. Really? That's when he wanted to burn Samaria? Jesus said, you don't even know what kind of spirit. Jesus got 12 disciples filled with devils that they don't even know they've got. And he's got prostitutes following him, supporting him with ill-earned gain. Jesus never says, I can't take that filthy money. It come from prostitution. But it wasn't in the prostitute's hand after he touched her. About the man of the gatherings. How, how, how many demon-possessed people followed Jesus? Well, well, Jesus got a bunch of followings. Yeah, well, they're just, you know, weak-minded people. They all had devils. Oh, he's got a bunch of devil people following him. Which may have been true. I don't know. I don't have their names or their backgrounds. But Jesus didn't go after all just the polished. They became the polished. Now what are we going to do with this Christ nature that's on the inside of us that the devil is trying to decay and to corrupt? Are we going to protect it? So that it can shine to the world? Or are we just going to draw it in and just be ourselves, come into a church, go out of a church, and we're going to call ourselves Christians? Hmm. Whenever Jesus come in, he said, ah, there's a guy got devil over there. I think go over there and talk to him and get him healed. That should be our attitude coming to church. Well, I just don't like being around people. I know how you feel. But people is your mission. Can't be a Christian and ostracize everybody. Amen. There are certain people I'd like to ostracize, but you can't. Amen. You notice my mother-in-law doesn't attend church here. Now, she is in heaven, but... Even when she was alive, she didn't attend church here. She lived in West Virginia, but that's beyond the point. The point is, is that I, I don't want all my in-laws coming here. I want them to be monitored. And I send out newsletters to them. We've got two. No more should come. We can't choose who's going to be around us. But we can choose to let the Christ in us reach out to them. Amen. Amen. That's, that's, what, that's all I got to say. Praise God. So let's stand our feet. Hallelujah. The message I had for today, you'll get next time we're together. I'm sorry.
No, I'm really not sorry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Your faith, somebody say, my faith, my faith, will keep you. And it'll let you live the life of God. And it'll help you be godly. If you're too lazy to use it, it'll never work. Never work. Faith works. Amen? Let's lift our hands up. Father, I thank you that, God, when we are not all that it seems that we should be, you love us. God, when it seems like we're just falling short, slipping away, stumbling on everything, God, you strengthen us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we're falling short, God, you declare you're near. You're near. Hallelujah. God, we are so thankful for your love. God, and we just asked, as Paul asked in 1 Thessalonians, that we would increase in the love of God and in the faith of God. God, help us. Help us be Christians. One to another, Christians to the world. Let us pull it out from under the bushel. Blow the dust off of it, God. And just start interacting with people that are saved and people that are not saved. God, help us. Help us, God. We don't have all the answers. But God, we do have grace that if we miss it, you'll lift us up. That you'll help us be better the next time. But we will not relent and we will not give up. And we will not be slothful and we will not be lazy and we will not surrender to anything less than Jesus shining through us. Now, God, I thank you. And I praise you. Now, Father, I loose blessing upon these people's lives. God, I loose the strength of God that, Father, they will walk worthy of the vocation and the call of soldiers and representatives of Jesus Christ. I pray, God, that your hand would give them understanding in areas that they might not fully comprehend. And that, God, you will show them a way where there is a way. And that, God, it will be a way of wisdom and a way of love and a, a way of breakthrough, God, and a way of salvation and a way of encouragement, God. That, God, you will strengthen, will be strong in the Lord. And, God, we'll walk in the strength of God that we will not succumb in the battles that attack us to the afflictions of the enemy. Awaken us, God, in our mind. Awaken us, God, that we will think before we judge. We will think before we speak. Let us, God, raise a standard in our house. Let us, God, be bold enough to say, look, I've been partaker of this stuff. It's stopping today. We aren't talking about people. We aren't going to do this. We aren't going to do that. We aren't going to criticize. We aren't going to get opinions. We're, we're done. We are people of love. And God, it will cover a multitude of sins as yours has covered ours. God, I just, 
I ask you, God, help us be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. Hallelujah. And let us say, all you, all of you, all of you, no matter where you are and what you're going through, no matter what you've been through, whether you're bound or you're free, whether you're Greek or Jew, whether you're male or female, whether you're black or white, yellow, green, red, all of you, come unto us, and you will find a refuge of hope and of faith. Come to us. You will find an answer. Come to us. You will find mercy. Come to us. You will find value. Because we are an extension of Him who has loved us. Come unto us, brothers and sisters. Come unto us, world. Come. For Christ is in us. And we are well equipped for the job. Father, go with us. Go with us, God, as we go with you. Keep us, God. Let us be mindful of the power of prayer, the power of faith, the power of faithfulness, the power of diligence, of the power of diligence and long-suffering. God, make us more like Jesus today. Make us more like Him. In Jesus' name.